0: It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 319 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I'm giving some more of my thoughts about the city council vote that happened on Tuesday, and then also some of the aftermath that has been happening, what we've heard from both Commissioner Rob Manfred and... uh, ace president, Dave Cavill, and, uh, giving you some thoughts on there and where I think things could be leading. So should be another fun, you know, uh, uplifting episode for you guys on whether or not our favorite baseball team will be leaving the Bay area anytime soon. And then, uh, in the third segment, I'm going to be going over the Seattle Mariners and, uh, one, what they've been doing because they are the next opponent for the A's, and then also a little bit about the, the people that are chasing the A's and who the A's are chasing right now and how what they have been up to, and then I'm going to give you guys the pitching matchups for this weekend. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys today, but before I get into any of that stuff, the MLB draft just happened, and Locked On MLB Prospects is the podcast covering the future stars of all of Major League Baseball. Host Aram Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to the Locked on MLB Prospects Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can also find this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, a couple of quick housekeeping notes. One is much more exciting for you guys than, than uh, the other one, but let's start with what's coming up on tomorrow's show. And I am talking to D.C. Lundberg of Locked On Seattle Mariners, or Mariners, I guess. I don't know why I threw in Seattle Mariners there. I think it's the Kraken thing that's going on there, Uh, the new hockey team that they got there. That might actually be be what we talk about in this crossover, but uh, I'm talking to him on Thursday morning. I'll get that up for you guys a little bit later on Thursday night, and that should be a lot of fun previewing the series. But you know with my previews, uh, we talk about anything and everything, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then on Monday... Big announcement, you guys! I talked to Tony Kemp today, so uh, I'm dropping that interview on Monday morning for all of you to hear. We talk about his mental approach, uh, adjustments, and how quickly you can tell if they're working or not working, and just you know a bunch of other stuff too. So it was a great conversation. lasted about 15 minutes, so that'll be uh, two segments of the of the podcast for you guys. But that's coming up for you guys on Monday, Tony Kemp joining the show but uh let's talk about this show here today and bring it down a notch and talk about that city council vote and I tuned in for most of this vote I was on there on the zoom call for like three hours it was a lot of fun because um, you can just tune in for no reason whatsoever and uh, i I had some takeaways. And I, it was more entertaining than I thought it would be. I thought that it would be very, very dry. And it, and it was. I was watching that and, or listening to it. And then also, uh, you know, on Twitter and be like, hey, did that mean what I thought it meant? And then you would see like Casey Pratt or, you know, other people that have been following the ballpark project be like, yeah, that sounds really good. That could be that could be the thing that makes this deal work right here. And I talked about that a little bit with Hal the Hot Dog Guy in yesterday's episode. So if you if you want to hear like the full in-the-moment breakdown, uh, listen to that podcast. But this is a few of my other things from just watching and uh, seeing these people, these council members for the first time. And uh, oh boy, there was, there was some good stuff. First off, um, council, council member uh, Gaio, he... Only it, it, you've probably seen the memes by now on, on social media. If you're on Twitter, but he only wants to build at the current Colosseum site, and so he voted no. He was the only no vote in this, uh, and. He just he just wants to build the Coliseum site. He's like, there's more space, and then we can do all this other stuff. And uh, from what I've seen, I haven't done research, but from what I have seen, he is also backed by, you know, uh, the maritime people that have interests at Howard Terminal. So, uh, you know, th- there's that. He seems very not in with uh, what is actually going on with the ballpark votes, and it was... It was silly. I don't know why he is there. Um, He was also the only person that wore a Rooted in Oakland shirt and was very, very excited about loving the A's and being a lifelong fan, even though they moved... From Oak, or you know, to Oakland after he was born and whatnot. Um, yeah, it just random, random little things. And he was the only guy that voted no. He rooted in Oakland. I love the A's, but also screw this project. We should do that. We should vote on the thing that nobody wants at all. And you, you've seen all of the headlines talking about this is a barf worthy project because nobody's happy and blah blah blah. But I think the council members are fairly excited if they can, you know, get the A's to actually come to the table a little bit more and we I'll talk about that a little bit later but it feels like there is work to be done still obviously but at the same time Oakland has come to the table the city council is like hey we we figured out how to get this infrastructure paid for and that was the A's biggest sticking point and that's that feels like it's a momentous thing. Dave Cavill kind of shrugged it off and was like, yeah, well, we haven't seen this in writing yet. This is the first that we're hearing about it, uh, which, you know, fair, I guess. But, you know, he's also sticking with his same talking points and all that. And I'll go over that a little bit more in the second segment as well. But, um, yeah, it it felt like they had been putting in a lot of work and for Dave Cavill to come in and be like, Yeah, but also uh, as opposed to being like, hey, I appreciate this. We're going to look over the numbers and, uh, you know, we'll get back to you guys. But we we like what we're seeing. He was like, yeah, no, what we really wanted for you guys to vote on our our term sheet that we brought to you guys, which nobody ever thought was actually going to be the case. So he was just, you know, crying over spilled milk that uh, had been spilled for months. And uh, yeah, I don't know why. So uh, obviously when uh, Councilmember Fife decided to abstain from voting, it it was partially because she didn't know what they were voting on, like what a yes vote actually meant. And to be honest, I don't know what a yes vote meant, because it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be building in Oakland because the A's weren't on board with what they were voting on. And a no vote didn't really mean anything. She she was like, I'm throwing up my hands. I'm I'm tired of this guy. This guy sucks. So uh, that's the vibe that I got from her. And I know that people are like, Well, you can't abstain from something like this. We voted you into office, but I get it. I, I understand and I, I kinda felt for her because Dave Cavill did not come off great in this. And name the last time that he came out great and we were like hey yeah we're excited about hearing what Dave Cavill has to think in like a positive light as opposed to ooh, what does Dave Cavill think about this which means like what does John Fisher actually think about this the guy who's actually pulling Dave Cavill strings because uh, I don't know if you got that I'm calling him a puppet of John Fisher but he is the one that gets all of our score and all the public score and that's basically his job and I don't want to sign up for that job. I'm, I'm sure that he's getting paid a ton. But also, the way that he talks to people is just very derogatory. And I was talking to a friend on Twitter, and I was like, I, "How does he? how is he still the guy that the A's want as the face of this right now? Because he's just a jerk to everybody. And then I was like, you know, it's probably because... John Fisher, also a billionaire and a jerk himself, so he doesn't know how you're supposed to treat people. Just my thoughts. I don't know. I've never met either of these. Actually, I did meet Dave Cavill once, and he was very um, he's very personable and likable if you don't dig too deep. So that, that's a good time. I've turned on Dave Cavill. Shots fired. Um, also, uh, I wanted to point out that uh, uh, Council Member Kolb, he is the one that he voted yes, and he is the one that gave the... The quotes that everybody everybody in the newspaper business, everybody online, everybody that wrote an article on the subject was like, oh, it's a barf-worthy project. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, he said that, but it wasn't like his takeaway. He's like, I don't feel good about this. I may go... He was being a little bit traumatic, but... He, He's basically said, I don't feel good about what we're voting on right now, but I do want to keep the A's in Oakland. And I do think that voting yes does mean that we will continue the conversation and work out some of the details that I am not comfortable with yet. And so that is what, you know, he said. But uh, if you read like Ray Rideau's piece in The Defector or anything that, you know, uh, Scott Osler wrote in The Chronicle, it's like, nobody's happy. Everybody hates it. Wow, Why is this even happening? And it's stupid. Uh, do, do a little bit. Of, they're going for shock stuff. And that's. I know that this is a podcast and, you know, similar to radio and I'm supposed to be like a shock jock, but I'm trying to give you guys the facts because I I actually paid attention. And so that is what actually happened. And it seemed like he was open to discussing changes to the term sheet and all that stuff and making it work for both sides and all that stuff. It just also was like, if this is the, the final product, I may actually change my vote to a no. So that's where he actually came from. And that's also understandable. He has to look out for his constituents. Obviously, as an A's fan and the host of Locked On A's, I want everybody to just vote yes and you know get the A's here. But you also don't want to screw over the residents of, or, of the county or uh, the city of Oakland itself. So uh, there, there's a lot more at stake than just keeping the ace here the numbers have to match up and that's why this has taken you know quote unquote so long um also i gotta go with uh just dave cavill's whole whole demeanor because as i alluded to it just felt like they were making so much progress with the infrastructure the thing that had been the sticking point for I don't know, the last couple of weeks, last month, I don't know. It was like, no, the, the infrastructure needs to be worked out. It felt like they were getting closer and closer. And then they showed, the council shows up to this meeting and says, we got that covered. It is done. The A's do not have to pay for any of that when <laughs> you should think that Dave Caffill would have just been hooting and hollering and be like, we're building an Oakland baby, but he didn't. He was like, yeah, well, we're not voting on my term sheet. So that sucks. And also the timeline and this and this and this. And so he was just a wet blanket about the whole thing when it feels like they've gotten a lot of what they've wanted in these negotiations that, that Oakland, the city of Oakland has actually come to the table a lot more than the Oakland A's have. So uh, that that was my my main takeaway. Obviously, um, you know, the politicians are playing politics as well. And I just don't know them as well. And so I'm used to seeing Dave Cavill and not trusting him. So that could also be something. But this is just my initial takeaway. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of what everybody's takeaway is right now. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I saw. And then uh, coming up on the show, I am going to be talking about what Dave Cavill said in the aftermath of that meeting. And then also what Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, said in the aftermath of that meeting. So got some thoughts. <laughs> um, all right. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free long-cutting pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On A's listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use promo code On. Just $1 and free shipping if you use the code On at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it a Fully Loaded Chew by going to FullyLoadedChew.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts stores to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You all have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And by using rockauto.com, you can save time. Time and money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years. And rockauto.com prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions, please send those to that car that just drove by um, at uh, Locked on athletics at gmail.com. Also, uh, again. Tony Kemp coming on the show on Monday. I've already got the recording, so it'll happen. It's coming on Monday, so make sure to subscribe if you have not already. We had a fun, fun time talking about, uh, you know, just baseball. Just a good, good time. Um, but let's keep talking about the the city council meeting and the fallout from that And basically, since the meeting, Dave Cavill has been uh, saying that his henchmen or, you know, team representatives or lawyers or whoever, his henchmen, uh, that they need to read the legalese or, you know, the legal mumbo jumbo uh, as, you know, using jargon over here, legalese or mumbo jumbo. uh, They need to read, you know, the fine print on all this stuff in regards to the infrastructure and some other key things like the timeline of the project. So the city council has said that the AIDS would not have to be on the hook for the infrastructure. They want to go through the the papers that they only saw on Tuesday. And uh, that might take a few days, might take a few weeks. We do not know. But given the aid's timeline that they keep talking about, you would think that they would get it done fairly quickly. Um, and before I get into the Manfred quote, Dave Cavill, that that is one thing that he's been saying. And also, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, the same things that you've been hearing for months. But he's also been mentioning the timeline a whole bunch because in, according to their plan, they wanted an up-down vote. And I don't know how they were going to get an up-down vote on their thing and then also have a more binding vote by the end of the season because that's like two months from now. And uh, that's not how anything works. Um, but we do, I mean, maybe the end of the actual baseball season but not the end of the regular season. Because uh, we do think that the, by around October or, you know, September, October, one of those two months, we should be getting the environmental impact report. And that could be a very, very big step. If that comes back good, then the A's, then this project could be looking very, very solid. Um, also, if the if the county of Alameda is going to get on board, that would also be a very nice step in the right direction, getting everybody involved in on board. You got the, the city of Oakland, you got the Oakland A's, and then also, the county of Alameda, that that's a triumvirate right there. Good luck stopping that. Um, so those are two things that are you know part of the timeline, and we'll see if that happens to the A's and Dave Cavils or John Fisher by extension, uh, but to their liking. Um, and that is just something to keep an eye on because that feels like it could be the parachute to get them out of Oakland. Like oh, it's not being done fast enough. We're gone. Um, but it also. Could just be the scare tactic to kind of keep getting things moving because I don't know how they're going to catch up to where they are with Oakland already. They're, they're still picking out places right now in Vegas and they've only been to Vegas. So if they go to a different place, then the whole not the, the whole thing about the Coliseum being non viable for baseball or, you know, they're already, you know, four or five years past the, the or 10 years past whatever it is, uh, the, the usefulness of the ballpark, which they could have been putting money into the entire time. So that's just a really weird argument to be making. But they're on their own little timeline then, which means literally nothing. That's only their timeline. That is nobody else's timeline. It's not like baseball said that they have to be out of there by you know 2024 when their lease is up. Uh, it's it's silly. Um, and also that the lease is up in 2024, but if the A's are building, there's no problem with them staying there. I don't, I don't see why that would be an issue, but if they're trying to leave, then that's where things get tricky. So, um, it's really just a timeline it of their own making at this point, but let's talk about what Rob Manfred had to say after, you know, the, the vote, the 611 vote, uh, in favor of this project. And, uh, this is according to Shana Rubin of the Mercury News, uh, This is what Rob Manfred said, quote, For the last four years, at my request and urging, the Athletics have invested significant resources and have made a major commitment to their community in hopes of remaining as Oakland's only major professional sports franchise. We are disappointed the city council chose to vote on a proposal to which the A's had not agreed. We will immediately begin conversations with the A's to chart a path forward for the club. And sure, that sounds scary without actually saying anything. But at the same time, it's just a path forward. It doesn't say that it's not with Oakland. It just means, yeah, we're going to see what we need to do with the team. Uh, So... His quote doesn't mean anything. I don't think it has any teeth. And the fact that he's complaining on the A's behalf for the city council choosing to vote on a proposal with which the A's had not agreed, well... The city council didn't vote, didn't agree with the A's term sheet because it was very A's friendly. And this is at least a step forward. Whereas if they had just gotten an up down vote on the A's term sheet, it would have been a straight no. And then uh, no progress is going to be made. And then maybe they're packing their bags. This is oakland the city of oakland the city council showing that they want to keep the a's at least that's how i'm reading it and uh i think that they've they've done the work and now it's basically up to do the a's actually want to stay in oakland and uh i'm, I'm gonna stop saying rooted in oakland for all time because they said that, that every city council member said it at least 15 times and uh they were like well we want to we want the a's to be rooted in oakland ah I said it. I said it. I said the tagline. Did you guys hear me? And, uh, that got old really fast. So that was fun. Never let politicians do anything. Um, ever (laughs) but uh also we're rooting for you politicians go good job woo so uh yeah that's that's basically my takeaways from this meeting in longer form with just me talking and not you know talking with hal kind of thing that that's what i got from this and uh you know i I think that i'm still fairly hopeful i know that i was hopeful going into the vote and then it looked really bad but i'm still fairly hopeful because they're still talking about oakland as a viable solution which sure they didn't vote on the a's term sheet but it still seems like it's on the table at the very least. And that's, that's something. And then if, you know, they can gather their infrastructure and the, the term sheet that was voted on and approved comes back. Okay. By the A's then, then we might be in business. And then we see whether that environmental report looks like we can see if the County Valameda can get on board and then, Shovels in the ground 2022. I'm joking. I have no idea what the timeline is. I just really want this entire saga to end with, with, with a happy ending, obviously. I, I just want it to be done because I've been dealing with this for the last 20 years, and I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. It's been more than half of my life has been the A's stadium situation. So, uh, But anyways, we're talking about actual baseball coming up on the show, and not necessarily the A's, but we're talking about baseball, so stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action at BetOnline get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL, and also all of your UFC or MMA action. Uh, if, you, if you want to put down some futures bets on Cy Young's or anything baseball related, they got that. If you want to place a bet on the Super Bowl winners for 2021, 2022, you can do that over there too. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams continue constructing their championship rosters or hopefully championship rosters so head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on and that's why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. And if you've already subscribed, we always appreciate five-star reviews. I always love hearing kind, kind words about the podcast. Um, also, follow us on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at By Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So the A's did not play a baseball game on Wednesday, so what's a guy to do for a baseball podcast? And this is why you talk to Tony Kemp and you just say, "Hey, the A's are off on Monday"? Then that is going to be when I post my Tony Kemp interview. So, uh, just quick little plug on that one. Um, but yes, I, I want to talk about where the A's are in. In terms of the second half so far, and they're playing the Mariners. The Mariners are one of the teams that are on their heels in the AL wild card race. The A's currently have the number two wild card, which is not what you want. So I figured, hey, why not talk about the Mariners? Kind of make that a little bit of a what they're up to, and also kind of a series preview. But I'll do more of a series preview for uh, tomorrow's podcast with DC Lumberg of Locked On Mariners, and then also just kind of what who else is chasing the A's, and also uh How the Astros did because they lost, and that was fun, and I like talking about those. Um, so, real quick, the Mariners also lost, they lost 6 3 to the Rockies in Colorado, and most of the damage, almost all of the damage, was done by uh Colorado in the first inning because the Mariners decided to use Keenan Middleton as an opener, and uh, he pitched one inning, gave up five hits five runs and he walked one struck out one and the Rockies scored six runs in total. So the, the Mariners were okay after the first inning. And in terms of what, how the Mariners got their runs, uh, Kyle Seager, Luis Torrens, and, uh, Mitch Hanniger all went deep solo home runs all went deep. So that's a really boring baseball game after the first inning. If you ask me, because who doesn't love a good Mariners and Rockies matchup? So, uh, you know, that that's, what happened yesterday? You got three guys that hit home runs, and they've also been doing uh, pretty well for the first five games of the second half. Uh, they they also beat the Angels two of three games, and then split with Colorado. So they are three and two post All Star break, and the A's are also three and two post All Star break because they. Beat the angels both of their games and lost uh, two out of three to the cleveland indians so yay so with the loss the mariners are now three and a half back of the a's which gives them a little bit of extra breathing room that extra half game means a whole lot to me personally i i, I like that a lot and if the a's beat the mariners on thursday today's game uh then they will only be two and a half back of the houston astros because the astros also lost their game. That was a 5-4 defeat to Cleveland, and uh, Lance McCullers departed in the sixth inning with the bases loaded. Brian Abreu came in, struck out the first two batters that he faced, and then Ernie Clement, have you heard of him? I haven't. He had a bases-clearing double. He had three RBI on one swing of the bat, and you love to see it. That the, uh, Cleveland took a lead, and then the Astros tied it, and then Cleveland ended up winning 5-4. So, uh, really quick synopsis of that game. yeah, very, very nice. you love to see it. you love to see teams getting the big hit when they're playing in the Houston Astros. So with the Astros lost, the A's are now three games back of Houston in the AL West. And, uh, you know, a good weekend here could be very, very nice for the A's because they could create some separation between them and the Seattle Mariners, one of three main teams chasing them right now. And then they could also potentially, I'm probably not, but potentially gain ground on the Houston Astros because uh, the Astros... I know that the A's have had trouble with this team, but Houston, I I don't know if they have. uh, Their next six games are against uh, three against Texas this weekend at home, and then they got three against Seattle on the road in Seattle. And then the following week, they got three against the San Francisco Giants in San Francisco, and then two against the Dodgers. So the next six games you might not you got to win a bunch of those but you might have some leeway to gain some some actual ground the following five so those are five games that I'm looking for. And then their schedule gets a lot easier after that. But the A's are going to have to play the Padres well. That's a series that's coming up for the A's next week. But uh, yeah, I think that it's going to be interesting. And then also uh, another team has just jumped into the back of the, or back in the pack, I guess. And that is the New York Yankees, because they have won four straight, even though everybody's on the COVID IL. And they are now three and a half games back as well. So uh, they got them and then, uh, also Toronto, uh, they've, I think they got swept by the Boston Red Sox, but they're still right there nipping at the A's heels. So that is not great. But, uh, you got those two AL East teams that are kind of, they're, they're scary. And then you got the Seattle Mariners and I don't know if they're adding or subtracting or what the hell is going on with them. I assume that they might do one of those deals. I'll ask DC about this tomorrow, but one of those deals where they're kind of trying to add on for the future where it could help them now, but they could also, Uh, you know, subtract other pieces too. But I think that it's going to be one of those, you know, like when uh, Cincinnati traded for Trevor Bauer, and uh, they were like, Hey, well, we don't we might not need them this year, but we could use them next year. And so it could be like one of those types of situations. We'll see what happens there. But uh, moving on, just Talking about this upcoming series real, real quick, and I got a couple of stats that I thought were fairly interesting. But first, the pitching matchups: you got Shlemeny against Chris Flexen going on Thursday. Then you got Frankie Montas against Yusei Kikuchi on Friday. Uh, Chris Bassett and Logan Gilbert, the the hot shot rookie, he's uh he's been pretty decent. I'll, I'll get into that here in a second. Uh, that's on Saturday, and then Cole Irvin and Marco Gonzalez on Sunday. So those are the pitching matchups. I mean, outside of the A's, I, they don't throw a bad pitcher. So I always feel good about the A's uh, going into a game. It's just, are the bats going to do it? And that's going to be the question right now because they looked pretty good against the Angels, but they've beaten the Angels a whole bunch of times this year. So does that mean anything? That's a big question. So we will find out how they do against the Seattle Mariners and that they've got some decent starting pitching. They've got a pretty decent offense. And then that bullpen is also fairly solid. So we will see how they do. But uh, Thursday night starter Chris Flexen he he's doing okay for the season overall after coming over from the KBO, I believe. I forget which league it was. I think that it was KBO. Anyways, the thing that stood out to me about looking at uh, Chris Chris Flexen's stat line is that at home he has a 176 ERA, which is really really good. And uh, that's not great for the A's bats that have been struggling for the most part. But also division rival, they've seen him already. Let's see what happens this time around. So um, it should be an interesting matchup. I'm. I'm hoping, and then uh, on Friday, you got Yusei Kikuchi. He has a 443 ERA at home, and then on Sunday, you got Marco Gonzalez, who has a 530 ERA at home, but the guy that also stood out to me is Logan Gilbert, because he has a 435 ERA at home, but over his last seven, he has a 241 ERA, So, and that's just overall, just in in you know home and road, 241 ERA, and I don't know... Which ver- is he not great at pitching at, a, you know, formerly Safeco Field, now T-Mobile Park? Or is he on such a role right now where it's not going to matter where he's twirling the pill? So he's, you know, hotshot young guy. And uh, I am always intrigued to see how the Seattle manners are developing because they are going to be so, so good. Get ready for them to be the overlords of the AL West. I've been saying it for a year now. They're going to be a very, very good team, and I am a a little bit scared, (laughs) just a little bit scared. Should be a lot of fun in the coming years. Also, uh, I also forgot that uh, DC Lumberg asked me to host his Locked On Mariners podcast as a guest host for Friday's episode. So I'm going to be recording that Thursday night uh, because my night's open because I'm doing my crossover with him in the morning. So uh, I don't know what I'm talking about yet, but I'm sure that it'll be very, very exciting. And uh, yeah, so if you want to hear a little bit more about the Mariners, I'm going to be doing some research and finding out some stuff. And then uh, I'll be hosting that one. I'll, I'll tweet it out from the Locked On A's account and my account as well. So uh, get ready for that. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow.